Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market life is full of what-ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. You must have pressed some button that started our podcast. Well, thank you for doing that magical machine that you're holding in your hand. I know. This is, by the way, this is our favorite thing that we do every week that my wife and I do. We do other things as well. We make lots of videos and they're on the YouTubes and they're on the Facebooks. But this is a time for the two of us to just kind of be together intimately alone, also with Max, well, our producer, in, in, which is a little hello. awkward. Yeah, I'm Max. <laughs> but we, no, we, we, love, we love this... 45 Space. minutes to an hour that we get to spend with you guys. Yes. And if if you don't mind, if you wouldn't mind hitting the subscribe button, because that that gets our podcast into your magical machine um, automatically. And it also helps with that magic algorithm, helps other people find us. And like Penn said, the podcast is our very favorite thing because we get to share a microphone with people that we just find fascinating and today is one of those days yeah i'm super motivated we're recording this after it already happens so just so you know the guy that you're about to hear from is going to make you want to be a better person and he's going to make you feel better about the potential of your children and i needed both of those yes uh, yes he came on an, an amazing day so his name is Balaji Oyejide. He helps kids discover their superpowers. He grew up with social anxiety. He was inspired by the Peter Parker mythology to find his own heroic story. Now as a parent, this is so cool, he's created this book series called Brave Young Heroes. He did it with his two sons in mind. He's written 50 superhero books and tons of family-friendly hip-hop songs featuring kids who find their strength despite differences. These are superheroes that have things like anxiety, autism, dyslexia, OCD and a lot more. He speaks at elementary and middle schools all over the country and he tells kids everywhere, I see you, I believe in you, and one day you will change the world. And welcome Balaji. Am I saying it right? You are saying it exactly right. I think we might be relatives. Oh, said it so. I knew it. Okay, Bellagio. Or we just spent time at the Bellagio, <laughs> no. and we knew to drop the O. I always Watch have this. little hints that I give myself. There you go. I yeah. am going to show off. Ready? Bellagio. Oh, yeah, should- Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I was practicing, so it, guys. Is, is that is that your full name, or is there more to it that you want to tell us really quickly? It's so fascinating that you ask that. Yes, um, a lot of Nigerian names are a story. It's yes. a whole like paragraph. Mm-hmm. Uh, you most of it is in there. There's a mo at the beginning of my first name, so it's Mo Balaji. And the only time I hear that is when I'm in trouble. Oh, I love it. So please don't call me Mo. Okay. Well, <laughs> no just mo. try to behave. Yeah. And we'll see we'll see what happens. Fair enough. So you have such a fascinating story. Can you just just tell for people who haven't heard of you, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you here? Absolutely, Kim. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm originally from Nigeria. No, I didn't come from Nigeria today. My commute was a little shorter. <laughs> I live in Raleigh here with the Holdernesses, and uh, like most Raleigh natives, I'm a big fan. But I did grow up in Nigeria, and growing up, I was sort of a very shy 
introverted kid, a lot of social anxiety, and I felt like I was the only one going through this. I mean, don't we all yeah. always feel when we're going through our struggle, we feel like we're alone? Yes. And so I felt like all the other guys were more charismatic. They were more witty and they were they could talk to the young ladies and, and I just had no social skills. I was the guy who would come up with the best punchlines like six hours after. I'm like Oh, yeah, said that. there was a Seinfeld episode where Costanza figured out like a burn on the way home, and, got, and the entire episode was him trying to recreate the situation so he could do it again. Yeah, the jerks don't the jerks they're all out of you. Yeah, exactly. So I know exactly. Yes, I know what you're talking about. You know, about. that's yes. the thing. I would be just stuck in my head yeah. all of the time, and, and and I thought I was broken. Like my parents mm. got me from the store, and a piece was missing. I'm like, okay, I'll just go through life being broken. And it sounds melodramatic now. Okay, so I was a little bit uh, perhaps. <laughs> That's dramatic as a kid. But the funny thing is, when people are struggling, I think they feel such isolation that sometimes just saying it out loud, you realize that can't possibly be the truth. But I grew up feeling that was the truth. Now, I was very much into reading, and I started reading comic books. And the story of Spider-Man spoke to me because Peter Parker, even though he's from Queens, not Queens, Nigeria, but Queens, New York, um, he he was broken like me. Uh, Peter Parker got picked on a lot. Peter Parker was not most likely to succeed in high school. Mm -hmm. And yet he was the one that was granted these powers. But what fascinated me the most was the whole with great power, yeah. right, comes great responsibility. So I was like, I don't know what my powers are. Are, but one day I'm going to find these. In the meantime, I was still at the very bottom of the social totem pole at school. And, and so every day I would wake up and, and pen, uh, you know, I would wake up. I was a short kid. I'd wake up and say, OK, I hope today I'm tall and, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't be tall. Uh, I would drink all the milk. I'd eat all the things and still not be tall. This is a late bloomer thing. Is that because because I was there, too? Yes. Yeah, I went through puberty when I was 42 <laughs> like it was, or it feels like it. I was, you know, I was the last one. Yeah. Literally the last one. I know what you're talking about. It sucks. It like really you, does. You, yeah, I had a um, pull-up bar that I hung from. Try <laughs> thinking that would stretch you. For, yeah, it worked. It worked. Look at you I now, honey. I don't know if science is going to agree with you, but I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. I really should have gone there. Sorry. Oh my gosh. But but yeah. But this is fascinating though because it turns out that all of us have an origin story, mm -hmm. and, and we understand the concept of the origin story in in modern life thanks to comic books being so popular now in the movies. Growing up, reading comic books was not the coolest thing in the world, right? But I cherished those comic books. And so eventually I ended up, um, I had to find that power, mm -hmm. that thing where I could say, okay, this is, my, this is my superpower. Now, the summer of seventh grade, my mom, she's a medical doctor. She would travel across the world working for the World Health Organization. She came to the U.S. for a few months. And when she came back, she had recorded on a VHS tape uh, I love this part. I, sorry, I've heard this part. This is this I, I has to do it. with Hammer, doesn't it? Okay. This is okay. To, tell me this okay. has to do this with is, Hammer. This, this has to do with Hammer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not construction. Yes. But but my mom came back from the U.S. and she had a VHS tape, right? And, and parents, you can explain to your kids what that is. <laughs> Go to a museum and see one. <laughs> yes, it's like a portable YouTube, I guess. And she had just recorded a bunch of American television, and it included uh, some music videos, including for, for my for my parents who grew up in the '90s. The You Can't Touch This oh, classic. music video. Oh. We are talking. I can I mean, replay it in my head right now. <laughs> aren't you doing you that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the, the white the, background. Super baggy oh God, pants. The, the baggy white gold background. Pants. Gold pants. Gold. I mean, you and I have, uh, I mean, have we've, we've dressed up as them we've before. We've created tried to it. it. I love it. The, Memorize the like, choreography. The, the shoulders like this one. <laughs> you, no one can see what I'm doing, but I'm, Let's I'm, go. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing the shoulder roll <laughs> while right. you're kind of the baby feet back and forth. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It was You're hijacking history. She picked a good one. That was a great video. No, no, no. No. Pen is right there with me. You guys are right there with me. I was such a 90s fan, but nobody else had this video in the whole city. And so I started playing this video every day in my basement. Now, I should mention that I was also a very bad dancer. Oh, okay. Double this, whammy. This is what they told me. They're like, oh my God, you're so stiff. You are so awkward. And so I believed them, right? But I had I had the magic potion. Though. Yeah, you had I, Hammer's video. I, I had the ace the ace of spades. Yep. And so the whole summer I watched this video. I memorized all the mo the moves. And going back to school that fall, there was a school dance. Ooh. Right. And so I, I show up at the dance, and you know, 
some of the guys are looking at me like, you're walking with a little extra swagger or something. Like, what is going on? You'd been <laughs> practicing, hadn't you? I, I Had you had, been practicing? I know something you don't Napoleon know. This is very Napoleon Dynamite, actually. <laughs> yeah. And this is a funny thing because a lot of times we want to, parents, we want to give our kids confidence for those of us who maybe have kids that are introverts or shy like I was or have anxieties. And the one thing that is guaranteed to not work is to tell your child, just be more confident. Yeah, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Zero out of ten times does that work. It doesn't work. Yeah. A lot of times confidence is built on feeling competent. Like you feel like I'm good at something. I'm good at something that matters. I walked into that dance like oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. I might not be able to do much of anything else. So the music comes on and, you know. Do you remember the song? Uh, I'm going to tell you the song in a minute. Okay. I do, yeah, I do, I do remember. No, this is good. I'm glad you asked because I forgot to mention that. Gotcha. All right. So music comes on. I walk up to the young lady. No, 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 Pennant, you're right there with me. Stay with me because I, I, I need a, uh, this is a, a Nigerian thing. We do a lot of call and response when, we, when we're telling our stories. Mm-hmm. So I need a lot of participation. Good, yeah, that's what I'm, Kim doesn't like it when I do this, but I'm just trying For to help. This one time, yep. Kim, this one time. She, so he here's what's happening. Balaji no, is responding to some body language that Kim just gave me where she firmly put her arm on my shoulder, which Dang. is usually the don't interrupt. What I was doing. Was. That that was a kinetic interruption, as we learned about in a for, more podcast, where I'm trying to get more information. There we go. There okay. we go. So we're good. But okay. but, but Kim, Kim, you're doing an awesome job uh, because we're going so to get supportive. <laughs> we're okay. going to get to the punchline in a little bit. And so so I walked across and I and I um I asked a young lady to dance. This was really big for me. Like um you know saying hello was like that was like yeah. the, my high bar. And I asked her to dance and she says yes. So I walk out to the dance. Well, that's not accurate. I I, I, I sauntered. Yes. I sauntered out to the dance floor, okay? The middle of the dance floor. Like, move, make room, make room. And and I start to bust out the moves. I'm literally doing the MC Hammer video. Yes. I'm going through the whole sequence. Yes. In my head. If you can picture that. I am, but I'm trying to figure out how many beats per minute this song was. <laughs> I'm worried about you now, Pelagic, because there's not many songs that have the same Hold BPMs on, as Hammer. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, I'm holding on. Uh, so, you know, I'm starting to work up a little lather here. Yeah. I'm starting to work up a little sweat, but look, this is MC Hammer. You go all out. There's yes, no you like. You can't, no halfway. Yeah, there's no halfway with MC Hammer. So I'm done. I have done the moves with precision, okay, with enthusiasm. And the music stops. Oh. And I'm like ready for the applause, and there's silence. Oh. And the young lady in front of me looks shell shocked. And I, I realized that for about a minute and a half, she hadn't been dancing. She was actually like just standing watching. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. like, like, what is he doing? Because <laughs> the thing is, you know, I knew the dance moves, but I didn't know the social cues. And nobody told me um, you don't do fast moves to a slow song. Oh. So. I was a pariah for the whole of seventh grade. Oh, no, Balaji. Yeah. What was the song? Um, In Your Eyes. Like I was going to say. Like, was I, it like... I think it was like, MC Hammer's Have You Seen Her or something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That doesn't work. <laughs> have you seen her? Yeah, that's a good song. I bet it was. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Oh, that's but a great That's a song. tough one to do all those moves to. And now, But now it's your part of your story, right? It, now it is... Part of my story. Now, the the interesting thing we were talking about. Uh, my wife just walked in. Hey, dear. Hey, uh, baby. Hello. Hey, yes, baby. Yes. Yeah. This is um. You know, she is where the story starts to get better. But <laughs> but before it gets better, it gets worse. Oh no. <laughs> and and this is the thing that I like to tell a lot of kids when I go to talk to them at schools and whatnot. Because a lot of times when we have something we're self conscious about, we have that kryptonite or that weakness. We just want it to go away one day. We like we want someone to give us the magic pill that makes it go away. Well, okay. So I'm. I'm still an introvert, right? I, I do public speaking. I travel around now the world you, and yes. talk on stages, and I'm still an introvert. Now, a lot of times people don't believe me when I tell them I'm an introvert. Now, I'm not as shy as I used to be, to be fair. I've built social skills. It's taken a long time, but I've built a lot of social skills, but I'm still an introvert. And what that means is that I get energy from alone time. And so if I've been on stage for an hour afterward, I need to go in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Eat some Chick Fil A and watch some Netflix. Don't talk to me. Don't let the kids in. Give me like three hours, and then I'm back to normal. So, still an introvert, which means that never went away. But I was still able. I still have to go out there and and use my superpowers. 
right? Okay, so we'll talk more about the dancing thing, right? Um, eventually, I started to build confidence from the dancing thing. I went over to college. I came to the U.S. for college. Oh. Uh, went to uh, Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, amazing school. And I, uh, I'm sorry, I like super studied your um, your bio before. I, I already know this. I'm like excited about I, what's happening. Okay, no, I'm okay, just excited about what's going to happen next. I, I, I love okay. it. Okay, keep, you yeah. keep going. You okay, keep going. Okay, go ahead. Go this, ahead. This is good. And, and Mar- uh, fair to be fair, I knew nothing about Morehouse College uh, all the way over in Nigeria as a 16 year old. I took the SATs. I did reasonably well. One school gave me a scholarship. My dad was like, "Hey, you want to go to school in America?" I'm like. Do I? Oh, what teenager in the world doesn't want to go to the land of blue jeans and MTV? <laughs> yes. Take me to this America place. And so I came over to the U.S. I had no family, no friends, didn't know a soul. Oh, man. And I step out of the taxi when I get to Morehouse College. And I'm excited. I'm like Eddie Murphy and coming to America, <laughs> oh, right? <the> best. <laughs> Kids, if you haven't seen you that, well, see, now all I can think about is the barber shop, and now that I'm not going to be able to focus on the rest of this story. Fun is fact: this? that is, if that a is man like... wants to become Muhammad Ali, <laughs> it's a free country. That is my second favorite movie. What? My first one is Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Anyway, oh I can yeah. quote most of it. Anyway, I heard they're doing a remake. By the way. Of, of coming, coming to America. America. I don't know how I, I feel about that. I'm not here that. for that. I don't know how I feel Why about it. Why would you redo Mess? Perfection? No, it's, it's a sequel. Sequel. That it's I, okay, sequel. fine. Okay, sequel not fine. a redo. Oh, and awesome. Arsenio and, and Eddie are going to be in it. Oh, okay. Wow. Then that's a lot. That's a lot. That's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. And so you're in Morehouse College. I'm at Morehouse College, and Morehouse is great. It's the alma mater of Martin Luther King Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson, so go figure. We get both ends of the spectrum. But it's a wonderful school. But something was odd about the school. Like something was weird about it and it took me a couple of hours to like put my finger I was like something feels off yeah you know like in those horror movies where they're starting to play it's like don't go in that room that kind of music I was like something's wrong there were no girls on campus. Oh, deal breaker! Hang on, so you, I'm sorry, you didn't know that. I knew, I know not. I think I, even I knew, knew the that. school was in America. I didn't know where Atlanta was. Right. I didn't oh. know what Georgia was. Oh, I just bless. knew you went right into the buckle of the belt right and there. And somewhere, yeah. my father was laughing. Oh, like four years. <laughs> <laughs> four years. Oh, but but as fate would have it, there was an all. Girls school, all ladies school, right next door. And that's where my wife went to school. Spellman, got it. Okay. She yeah. has a Spellman alumni shirt. She got the Spellman I use the powers of deduction. There you yes. go. There we go. There you go. Spellman's an awesome school. So things started to look up. And uh, while I was at Morehouse College, I still had the social anxieties and the shyness and the introversion. And being the new kid from another country, you know, I was sort of an outcast for a little bit. But all those MC Hammer moves I got ostracized for when I was in seventh grade, there was something called a step show competition. Um, Stepping is something that is done by a lot of African-American sororities and fraternities. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. it's, It's like an art form. Um, the one that I saw uh, at UVA was acapella, right? There was no music. It was just right. it was just the sound of your own feet and yes. your own hands and everything, which yes. is really kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's yeah. very very cool. Yeah. And so I was able to translate some of the MC Hammer stuff to that, mm-hmm. and I sort of found my tribe of people who sort of like to dance and stuff like that through that group. So a lot of times when you find that superpower, no, it doesn't take your weakness away. Superman is still allergic to kryptonite. But he's still Superman. I mean, Superman could sit up in his house every day and say, I'm not going out there because there's kryptonite somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. But I try to tell kids that, yes, you, you have that weakness. But what makes you a hero is putting on that cape anyway, despite knowing you still have that weakness. And the funny thing is that sometimes along the way, somewhere along your journey, that struggle could actually become your strength. So for me, being an introvert and being shy, I was always the wallflower, and I was the one who was reticent to go talk to people, but that made me a good listener. That made me empathetic. That made me root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. And so now, even now I create superheroes that have autism, that have anxiety, that have dyslexia, um, that have obesity. I don't necessarily experience a lot of those things, but I'm able to say, I wonder what it's like for people going through that, that must be hard. It's coming at a really good time. Uh, all, all that you're doing is coming at a really good time. Uh, by the way, that's, it's a fantastic origin story. We all have our own, right? Mine, I, I, I heard a lot of myself in what you just said. And like finding that superpower and finding a way to create these characters who are so different 
and and have like real deficiencies and real issues that every single one of us has it's this is the perfect time for you to be putting this out like do you think it would have worked when we were growing up as a kid the world was it just seemed so much more closed off back then the world was a lot more closed yeah. off we didn't have the internet yeah. and and the, culturally it, i guess the world was much less of a global village mm-hmm. before the internet now cultures are sort of melding and it's great in some respects you can borrow great aspects from different cultures. But at the same time, you've got the the, the uh, fear of missing out, the FOMO. P- mm-hmm. Kids are watching Instagram and they're like, man, my life doesn't look nearly that sweet. <laughs> you know? Nobody's life is what it looks like on Instagram, <laughs> P.S. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's showing their highlight reels, but kids don't, even adults, a lot of times don't internalize or realize the fact that, no, that's not what their whole life looks like. And so we all have this hole inside ourselves that we feel like, oh, if I can just get to that level, just do that thing, I will be complete. And there's no completion. There's always just striving. How did you get from, from you clearly overcame, but how did you then take the next step, which is now you speak and now you're writing these books to help kids? What happened in between there? Yeah, that's a great question. So Tamara and I, my wife and I, we have two boys. They're 12 and 9 years old right now, same age as your kids, yes. Kim. And when we had our first child, who was about three years old, and I used to tell him these superhero stories all the time because, you know, I was trying to win him over to my side. <laughs> Come with the nerds. <laughs> and I'll tell him all these stories. And at, at that time, I got laid off from my company. So we've talked about this concept of the hero's journey. And I was sharing with Kim and Penn about how this guy named Joseph Campbell uh, created this formula called the hero's journey. He found that a lot of mythology has similar threads through it. And a lot of Hollywood stories are based on the hero's journey today. Well, typically the hero never chooses to go out and be heroic because, well, it hurts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it just happens, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like you're forced to to step out of your comfort zone because, you know, think about it. As parents, our initial instinct is to protect our kids, right? We don't want them to come to any harm. We want them to be good at all the things and figure out all the problems, get a good job, buy a good house, live in a good neighborhood, marry a good spouse, have two kids and and a dog, right? But then real life starts to happen to them, right? They get picked on at school. Um, they lose a baseball game or football game. Somebody tells them they're ugly or they're too tall or too short or too fat or too thin or too funny or not funny enough. And then they start to feel some kind of way. And we're like, oh, that must stop. How dare you speak to my child that way? But the hero has to get out of their comfort zone if they're going to grow. I mean, Penn, I remember hearing about your some of your origin story, about how you used to write this very angry music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a kid. Yep, yep. I mean, I, well, I didn't have much else to do. Like, you know, all, like, everyone else was playing sports. I was, I, I, I know this seems crazy. I was too small to play sports. Wow. Um, I, that happened later. I got bigger later. Um, and sure, yeah, I, I mean, I, it was, it turned out angry. I thought it was going to be something that would, like, get me chicks. Um <laughs> Just full disclosure. That's the only reason I was writing it. I was Fair perfectly enough. happy, like sitting in my like room and staring at the wall. But I was like, this could be a means to an end. And, <laughs> That's uh, his hero story. Um... <laughs> oh, God. And I think there probably was a little bit of anxiety as well. Even though I think um, I've gotten a little bit better at that. Yeah. And one of the reasons I've gotten better at it is, is uh, I think the world has changed around me to be a little more accepting mm. of that awkward guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so fascinating as well. I mean, Penn saying that we have some similarities in our origin stories, because if you could see us, we look like twins. Twins. You can't even tell I'm them apart, brought, I'm glad you brought that up. I, you, yeah, you can't I feel tell like them apart. No, I'm glad you said that, because thinking about because you're talking about superheroes. Like, I was reading superheroes. I'm like, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Like, I no problem. It's a white guy. Hulk, white guy. We turned green, but he's a white guy. Superman, Bat, and Robin, they're, they're all, they're just, you know, white dudes who look just like me. So I had that, like, immediate kind of, connection. okay, I had that connection with them. And... Uh, boy, that is a pretty narrow way to look at the world. I'm, uh, I'm, well, that's I'm why it's so cool now, what you know? you're doing. You're yeah. creating stories with kids that actually will represent other than like white guys, yeah. and they actually look like these kids or they act like these kids, which I think it was missing from our childhood stories. Yeah, it, it's wonderful because when you start to look at um, so much of culture across the world starts with story. Like even before we started writing down stories and things, there were oral stories. And a lot of lessons, life lessons were passed, not through textbooks, but through stories. I mean, when cavemen drew pictures on the walls, they were like, look, if you go here, saber tooth will eat you. You <laughs> <laughs> die. <laughs> right. We learn through stories. So story is such a powerful thing. And yet a lot of times, though, we tell stories 
about ourselves or people that look like us. So with the advent of the Internet, there are now more voices that are able to tell their own origin stories. And I'm trying to sort of accelerate that process. Say, for example, I'll give you an example. I went to my kid's school a couple of years ago. He was in fourth grade, my older son. And I'm passing out a bunch of these books I've written. And these heroes, by the way, I've got a kid from Mexico who um, he has the power of flight, but he also has vertigo. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. So every time he flies, he gets nausea and throws up. <laughs> for a teenager, that's very difficult. So like, do you use your powers and embarrass yourself or stay the cool guy and let people, you know, come into harm, right? I've got... Hang a, on, what happened? Did he just, did he puke? <laughs> you got to read the book, you honey. No, you can't just leave me hanging like that. Did he save, <laughs> the, save the, the day and then puke all over everyone? You got to read the book. You got to read the book. Okay. <laughs> this okay. is going to cause me problems. I'm going to want to know the end of all of these examples. Okay. Go ahead. But, okay. but the funny thing is, so I've got all these different superheroes, uh, and one of them is a young lady from Greece. She is a Spartan warrior. You guys ever see the movie 300? Yeah. Right? And there's so many stories about the Spartans, right? They are amazing warriors. Well, she's a female warrior, first of all, because a lot of times the Spartan warriors we see are these scantily clad dudes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were wearing women's bathing suits, but they (laughs) basically, yeah, the outfits in that movie were. I'm here for it, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So, okay, this young lady is fully clothed. That's sort of another thing that I try to do a lot. There were female superheroes growing up. But they were in bikinis. Thank you. I mean, it's so impractical. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, would you go to the gym and do CrossFit in a, anyway? In one piece, so, anyway. No. Right. So we try to give. Uh, I try to create female superheroes with more cr- uh, practical attire. But this Spartan uh, hero is not only female. She has. She she's plus sized. And so, uh, but she's also the greatest strategic mind that Sparta has ever known. So she's greater than all the other warriors, not because of physical attributes, but she can outsmart everyone. I love it. Right? 
and I love and, this. and her being plus size never goes away. By the way, so if it's a running competition, she loses every time, and everybody makes fun of her. But they need her every time they go into battle. So this boy in the class, I'm passing all the boys. He's like, "There's something wrong with this one." I'm like, "Oh, what's the problem?" He's like, oh, "She can't be a hero. She's fat." Uh, I need you to take me inside that room and what the teacher did next, please. <laughs> Let's well, see how good the well, teacher was. Well, the teacher, she takes three steps back. Okay. And she turns like three shades of beet red. Mm-hmm. And, and she's about to say something. And, you know, I, I interject because, you know, the young man just doesn't know. He hasn't been exposed. Th- this is true. why it's so important. I like mm-hmm. to say often that kids need two things in their heroes, in, in their books. They need mirrors and windows. So kids need mirrors because they need heroes that look like them, mm-hmm. that they can aspire to. Like, even though Spider-Man was from Queens, he still looked like me in terms of what he was going through. So I was like, one day I'm going to be like Peter Parker. But they also need windows. you got to have heroes that have a completely different experience. And yet you're like, that dude is still heroic. That young lady is heroic. I, I, I'm like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, yes, she is plus-sized. But look at all the stuff she can do is what I told the young man. Do you know that by the end of that school year, the kids all had to do a book report. And this young man does a book report on the plus-sized hero. So perspectives can be changed right. with exposure. But, so we not only want a kid who is on the, on the spectrum whether he has Asperger's or autism. We not only want that kid to see superheroes that looks like him, we want other kids who are not on the spectrum to see a a hero with autism and to say, that's pretty cool. It's a lesson for all of us, even grown-ups, because I think so much of the fear and the the racism and just the the things that you hear in the news these days is a lack of exposure. People don't come in contact with people that look different than them, right? They don't come into contact with people who are from different places. And and it takes work, honestly, to to really expose yourself in a different way. So although you're creating these for kids, I bet you the parents get a lot out of it too. I, anytime I come across anyone who is a contemporary parent, I would love to know if y'all are going through some of the same, you know, stuff like our daughter. She is not a late bloomer. She has, she's, she's bloomed. Like oh she is, she's, she's 12, she, almost she's, 13. She's three she's, inches taller than Kim. Yes. Um, and, uh, and has become part of this like middle school area. That's a whole new kind of space. My son is, uh, all he wants to do is play sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah. How's that going for you guys? <laughs> And my wife is laughing over here as well. It is, it is fascinating. We're going through the transition. So, yes, we are very much modern parents. And I think when, we fir- when our kids first got old enough to start doing stuff outside of the house, we're signing them up for Tumble Gym. Mm-hmm. We're signing them up for enrichment activities, all the things, taekwondo, piano, you name it. They're doing it because we're going to give our kids the, the best. best. Yes. Only Better the best than what kids. we had. But that's the thing. Yes. And I think that's a natural parent instinct. You know, my our parents, I think we were all fortunate to have really good relationships with our parents. Yeah. We, we, we were raised by great parents, but yet we're like, oh, well, I didn't have, I didn't go to camps every summer when I was a kid. And, and the Joneses are doing that. Why not my kids? But we started to realize that we were soon sort of hyper-scheduling our children mm. and, and in the in the process of trying to give them all the things we were crowding out room for like unstructured play crowding out mm. room for boredom boredom is one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids because from boredom comes imagination from boredom comes creativity right so being modern parents is is a dichotomy mm-hmm. in that we are sort of self-aware enough to say, okay, I don't want to mess up my kids too badly, <laughs> so let me give this thing an earnest go at it. Like in addition to food and security and education, there's some other boxes I could check. Because I was bored, I spent the whole summer studying MC Hammer. I wrote angry love songs. <laughs> you wrote angry love songs. And now I'm a musician. How about that? And now you write comic books. And the funny thing about the MC Hammer thing, the dancing, while I was in college, I had the opportunity, Tamara and I did, to dance in the 96 Olympics. Stop. The opening ceremonies. (gasps) 
just coincidentally, the, you buried the lead. I'm the, sorry. <laughs> the Olympics came to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. I, remember. And, I went to the Paralympics like a couple oh, of months later, yeah, but I didn't the, go to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Paralympics are phenomenal. Yeah. I still want to make it to those. Um, for the Olympics, they sort of went around to the local colleges. They were like, "Hey, we're looking for like 10,000 dancers um, this summer. Interested?" Yes. Yeah. Ugh. And so we show up, we audition, we make it, we try out, phenomenal experience. We end up performing for an, a stadium of 100,000 people. This is the awkward MC Hammer kid from seventh oh grade. Oh, my gosh. 100,000 people live, including the president of the United States. They even they had video cameras. So I had relatives in Nigeria watching wow. the opening ceremonies. Two billion people across the world watched this thing. I remember it. Uh, Tamara gets on camera for, like I think, three seconds. What? Were you really? Yes. Okay. Because uh, she was... She I told you, uh, I mentioned to Kim, my wife was a cheerleader yes. growing up. So she knew, she like, she was getting, she knew, she knew, how, to to, she knew yes. how to get in front of the and, camera. And, and now, for, she okay, just so, did a little wink, by the way. No, lesson, but you were there. But you were I there. I was there. That's it. That's it. That's Pen. it. One of those things. Sorry. Penn yes. is doing it. Oh I didn't get up, but I was in the building. I was in the stadium. All from my being bored as a, a 12 year old. And so in terms of your kids, I think I would suggest a couple of things. These, this is for any parents. One, write this down. <laughs> one is, first of all, we've got to help them uh, realize that they're on a heroic journey, right? They have to have that heroic identity. What that means is we are not preparing, we're not, let's not prepare the path for them. Let's not prepare. Do you guys remember when we heard that a bunch of famous parents were paying for grades? Uh, Dude, we <laughs> we have a friend of a friend who had something to do with that. No, actually, he was like, a tutor. He was a tutor. Of no, no, one he of was, the kids. like he wasn't so complicit. But he's, no, he yeah, was not yeah, complicit. Sure. It was like, in fact, the opposite. He was trying to help the kid. Yeah, and, exactly. Right. Yeah. Anyway, go so, ahead. Yeah, we, I, I, We've yes. had, like, full dinner conversations yes. about this. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah. That's yes, the thing. It's, it's so we, shameful. We, we've got to be careful not to try to lay out it, – it's almost like if you're a football fan, like, we're doing all the blocking and, and tackling for the kids so they can run a clear path, right? We're trying to remove all the obstacles. But us parents, if we look back, our strength comes from our struggle. Mm. You know, Kim, a lot of what draws people to you and people are so drawn to you is the struggle that you've gone through. Mm. You're being bullied in school and what you then did with that, right? People just the, the your, your um, struggles with anxiety and how you've been so public has given other people uh, courage to say, I'm anxious too, but I can still be productive, Despite maybe the anxiety doesn't go away, so we've not got to not take all the obstacles away. It, we had a conversation this morning. Is that I have a very hard time, and I, I know he's saying it out loud. My rational brain is our kids. No success comes without struggle. In the world Penn and I live in, if we don't try different things and fail at them, we would never have been sitting in this chair right now. Mm. Like we have had, to, I think we've had more failures than most people because we've tried harder, right? So our kids are going to need to try things and they're going to need to suck at things. But it, geez, it's hard to watch your kids suck. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is hard to see your kids get beat at something or get an F on a test or whatever. It is so I, hard. See, yeah. Like, it, but it's, I'm just saying it's hard. I know. I'm not know. saying that's it's good. not, it's not no, part of the good. process. It's part of the process that's though. Good. Yeah. My favorite movies aren't when like, people like work really hard and they come from behind and win the game. My favorite movies are when they come from behind and they come up just short, <laughs> but they learn a valuable lesson along the way. Stop Ooh. it. <laughs> There's not many of them. Look, look up the, orig the original Friday Night Lights high school uh, movie with Billy Bob Thornton. Mm -hmm. They lose the, like, the final game. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that movie brought me so much joy because I mm. saw like, oh, they lost, but look how much they learned. Mm. <laughs> Hollywood Nobody does not wants like those that. movies. <laughs> no. I love those talk movies. Him, I don't know why. No, talk to them, Like man. There was like the Deep Impact, the movie, everybody dies. <laughs> A giant. Like, We're going back to angry. Pen am I? Yeah. Days. What the hell's wrong he with is me? Very. I. So, but they learned to love each I other just before. Like these, he, she had this. Like she finally like hugged her dad for the first time. Boom. Three mile high. Okay. Tidal wave <laughs> literally takes her. 6,000 feet oh in the air and probably decapitates them both. Oh, my God. Bless America. I'm okay. just saying, you can learn from your so failures. So, Penn also Rocky, just... Rocky, Rocky won. He doesn't Rocky win. won. Rocky won doesn't Thank win. Thank you. Thank you, Max. And it's the most inspirational story there of all. There we go. Yes. Okay. No, I'm just trying to, I'm no. trying to help you no, I don't, by the, quoting by the old way, movies. By the way, my kids 
don't care when they lose. They come off the court or the wow. field or whatever. They're like, okay, cool. Are we gonna get? Uh, are we Isn't gonna get awesome? uh, hamburgers? This is true. A- Kim cares more. I, I and but I but I <laughs> yeah. bite my tongue. I mean, and I'm it's like, sweet, right? I know, I know. I'm like, you did awesome. Did you have fun? Like for everybody, like I am putting on the brave face in the show, and That's I'm high fiving. I'm doing everything totally 100% right but with you know grades or sports or friends you know not being included Mm -hmm. in certain ways Mm -hmm. um it is it's hard to see your friends not included it's or your kids not included yeah Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's hard I'm not saying that yeah I I don't want to I don't want to make like a blanket statement but I'm going to (laughs) (laughs) anytime you're like I don't want to be I'm going to nobody loves their kids more than Kim. Mm. I, I I know I've angered mm. a lot of people and I don't care. I've seen this in I've no, seen every, this in no, real time. But this is like a mama nope, bear thing. It is a very sweet mama bear thing. I and love th- it. that's so like that could be your superpower. I th- I think I think if, if, if I would venture to say that part of your superpower is probably how much you care and it's how much empathetic it's her empathy. empathy. Yes, it's empathy you're an for empath. sure. You guys remember in the Avengers the Infinity Infinity War, Infinity yeah, um, yeah. We got a superhero reference. Sorry, folks, yeah. but, but your kids probably know what I'm talking about. Do you remember in the part one where they're on Thanos's home planet and it's Iron Man and Spider Man and Doctor Strange and they're all holding Thanos down and like this is our one chance to get the gauntlet yeah. off of his hand, right? And they actually almost did it. Do you remember which of the heroes was able to subdue? Thanos, so that they had a chance to pull this thing off. There was one hero. She's not very popular or famous. She was from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the, was it the weird the lady with, with the, the antenna? Point, the antennas. Her name is Empathy or something. She, she's an empath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, and that that is a plot point that most people miss. Now, the reason the empath was not able to keep control of Thanos, they almost had that glove off, was that. She um, feeling him. The, the the other one, um, uh, what's his uh, name? Mantis is her name. Mantis, thank you. Uh, so Peter Quill, um, he, he got mad and started punching Thanos, and Thanos came out of his trance sort of thing. So the angry angry teenager, more or less. The hormones took yes, over. Yes, took over. The and hormones. the empath was not able. But, but Kim, to your point, I, I, I'm going to quote Kanye West, and this will be the only time I ever quote Please. Kanye West. <laughs> I believe Kanye West said uh, the, the look, The look his wife yeah, just I gave. Know. Hang on, let's bring this in here. So how do you feel about your husband about to... I hope he's not quoting poop diddy scoop Scoop diddy whoop Whoop diddy scoop Early Early Kanye West The first Kanye album was phenomenal Kanye says we're all self-conscious I'm just the first to admit it And I love that line because to Kim's point Kim is talking about how her, Her logical brain says Yes my kids need to fall down and crawl before they walk And walk before they run But she's admitting that her emotional brain has a different response. And a lot of times we parents put pressure on ourselves to put up this front. Like, I am fully formed now. I'm a grown-up, right? I have my parent card. It's in my wallet. Therefore, I'm done. I'm fully baked. And now I get to work on you, kid. And, and what I've realized is a lot of times when I'm trying to work on my child, I'm actually, my issues are surfacing. Yeah. And I'm projecting onto my kid. Yeah, a and thousand I'm like, percent. Yeah, maybe I ought not to do that, <laughs> but it's human. It's a human condition. So even as we're trying to raise our kids and we're like, oh, I figured it's all, I got the textbook. Yeah, us as grownups are still so far from being complete. So, so Kim, I think you're just the most honest among us. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Kanye and I, uh, we talked about it one time. But I, I do think it's because I'm tr- I see where I tripped and fell as a, a, a teenager or as a nine-year-old and I yes. could I could see, I saw where I just messed up or don't I didn't try hard room. enough I'm like don't do that don't do that because that's what I did but maybe it'll end differently for them or maybe they'll like well, they need to go through it I don't think, I know I don't think either of them have gone through any of the things that we're describing because we have done as you said we've created this really comfortable world for them and set them up for like a ton of success and at some point it's going to happen 
No, and it has, and in li- yeah. and very I guess little it has ways. In some, yeah. And, yeah, very. I mean, not not going to say little ways, but both of them have been. You know, there've been big sleepovers, whatever they were excluded from. Those are like little things, and then you know they they both have struggled in school on different things mm-hmm. and sports. Of course, I think the beauty of sports is it's built in failure. So they've yes. yeah they've yes. endured all that stuff. So they have their own. Um, we'll see when when they come to interview us in the retirement home uh, when they have a podcast <laughs> what so the funny. issues they're blaming us for kim has, has told me on a couple of occasions and because she's honest and i love this about her that part of this whole podcast procedure is so that we can have proof when our kids try to blame us for stuff because oh, they're right. gonna blame us oh, for stuff 100 <laughs> percent like yeah, it's, it's we're, we're cataloging what we've what the efforts that right. we've made. <laughs> right, so that's, this is yeah. proof that we tried. Guys. In season two, episode three. Yes, right. yes. No, that's and the, the, instead of a college savings plan, uh, we're just considering calling it therapy savings plan. So, um, so okay. Uh, I, I remember I told you this was going to be thirty minutes, and you're too much fun. So we're like blowing way through that. I apologize, but before we leave you, um, would love to know the the one thing if you if if you had to give a one hour speech and they're like, Hey man, sorry, you've got, you've got 45 seconds. Yep. Like what's the one message you would give to parents and to kids based on all that you've learned and all that you do? So here's what I would tell parents to tell kids. Um, and I try to tell kids this as often as I can when I go to speak at schools and things. I tell these kids, I see you, I believe in you. And one day you will change the world. Somebody told me that once. Um, I was uh, a freshman at Morehouse College, totally insecure. I-, I was one of those kids who did well in school. Mm-hmm. So, but I did so well uh, in secondary school, uh, that's high school, that I didn't really study that much. And so in college, that caught up to me, mm-hmm. right? So all of a sudden, I'm at risk of losing my scholarship. But every time I would walk into, um, I was in this dual degree program, engineering program, I'd walk in that office, and the director, her name was uh, Delinda Brown Clark. She would see me come in, crowded office, and she'd say, oh, there he goes. You guys see that young man? Look at that young man right there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Come on in, young man. Oh, this man is going places. I, oh, this, he's, he's going places. And she would do that every time. And as an introvert, that was like the, don't draw attention to me. Right? I'm the kid with the accent and the funny, like, stop it. But she did that so often that I was like, either she's crazy or maybe she's onto something. Crazy genius. Like, right? yeah. it's one or the other. Yeah. Either way, she's weird. Yeah. And so I started to believe that, okay, maybe I'm not the loser that I feel like. Maybe I just haven't figured this thing out, but I will one day. And so when I started writing books, I dedicated them to her. She passed away, unfortunately. But that, th- I mean, she taught engineering for crying out loud. And that's not what stuck with me. The fact that she said, no, I, I believe you. in yeah. you. Like, I see you. When you tell kids I see you, it's like, I see you for who you are. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing your imperfections and saying, okay, I'm a coach. And this is how I can fix you. I'm like, no, Penn, I see you're tall, gangly, awkward, <laughs> mathletes, singing, you know, tennis, the whole nine, the farts, everything. I, you see it all. No, I, I love that. I love that. I see it yeah. all. I see it all. And I believe in you. And, and I like to tell – somebody asked me once. I have it on my T-shirt. It says, one day you will change the world. So somebody asked me once, why don't you say today you will change the world? And I said, you got to meet people where they are. Right. Most of us know that today. It's also a lot of pressure. It's a lot like of pressure. Like there's it's twelve o'clock. I, I got I gotta get my oil changed at one thirty. How am I gonna change That's the world right. in between then That's and picking right. the kids up? So yeah, some days yeah. you just you're not, you 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 know you don't have it. Oh wait, I'm, no. Today is not the day I'm changing the world. But when you paint it in my future, we talk about uh, that heroic journey. We want to help kids to write themselves into a heroic story. Their actions start to act like they're going to win and. Maybe they have a good chance of winning, or maybe the asteroid hits them at the end of the movie. <laughs> but they learn a valuable lesson they along the way. Lesson. You can't learn the valuable lesson on the way if you just say we're going to get crushed. And I, I'm with you on that. I, my, fa- in, in fact, when I coached uh, teams, like my favorite ones were when you know we saw like they just played better in the second half. I don't care if they got crushed. Or not. You, just playing better, learning something. Penn along likes the to way. tell jokes in halftime. That's his coaching strategy. Oh yeah, um, that's so good. Yeah, yeah I he mean, just sometimes tells you gotta relax, jokes. especially yeah. you know, like our kids play tennis and like before a tiebreaker, you've got to chill them out. He just tells like, dad is, jokes. Yeah, uh, the oh, other I'm coaches are that. actually coaching. He's like. <laughs> You know what happened one time. Yeah. Um, can you tell us where people can find you yes. and find information about the Project 
projects you're working on. Oh, yes. Awesome. So uh, you can find me at braveyoungheroes.com. That's H-E-R-O-E-S. Because none of us know how to spell heroes. I'm glad. No, I'm serious. I'm like, well, crap, how do you spell that? I work, you with, did that. I work with a lot of kids. Yeah. Sometimes they leave the E yeah. out. No, I, I was doing that in my head. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> so it's braveyoungheroes.com. And uh, I had spoken to Kim earlier about a an online conference that we're putting on called the Resilient Kids, uh, Raising Resilient Kids. So you go to resilientkidssummit.com. We have 40 of uh, the most amazing voices in kids' resilience and confidence that are coming on. We've got people that worked at Marvel. We've got counselors and psychologists and best-selling authors and coaches. Yeah, and, and coaches. tell us the That's format awesome. of that. So. Yeah, so it's me interviewing a bunch of really cool people and telling them how to fix my kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to something. He's, he, he's figured out what we do. Yeah, this is why we have a podcast. Exactly. This is the entire awesome. reason we have a podcast. We just want... Like just free where, therapy. Where, where and when? Just really quickly. Oh, so the it's an online conference. It's going okay. to be October twenty fifth okay. through November first. So it's it's leading into Halloween, and the theme is because raising brave kids in a, a changing world doesn't have to be scary. Oh, I like a theme. Nice work. Okay. Uh, what what is the? Uh, I'm sorry. What's the time commitment? <laughs> No, it's we, people are going to want to know. Is it like is it like forty eight straight hours of interviews? Because you said it was forty people. Like yeah. That's... So so each day each day has a theme. Okay. And so each like one of the days is building resilience through play. Okay. Right. And it's a bunch of people talking about really cool ways that you can get your kids to play more. Okay. Right. And so you just kind of pick and choose. It's like a buffet. You go okay. and I'm like I like that one. I like this. I like that. And you can and they'll be on demand. You can just pick them whenever. Have they have they been pre recorded or are they going to be pre oh, gotcha. recorded? Okay. Yep. This is great. No, yep. this is good. Yep. Like I'm digging yep. this. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's buffet style. Okay. Okay. I like a buffet, except for the germs. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so so much you for hate buffets. I, I really do. You, except like, for I can't breakfast, believe you just said that. I, except for breakfast yeah, buffets, sorry, where okay. I feel like for some reason, like, like the hot germs lamp have, is not your no, jam. Except for like should, yeah. No, it's a breakfast buffet. That's about it. Anyway, okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Honey. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so much for being here. And we just want to like hang out with you and just like soak in your positivity. I'm motivated. Like I want to pick the kids up today. <laughs> Good, you're going to. <laughs> Modern parenting. I know. That's right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 